0: Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. Now, Singapore authorities have always aimed to be adaptable when it comes to city planning and to maintain a livable and connected environment. The need for this became even more apparent during COVID-19. Think about it. In the thick of the pandemic, former schools and convention centers had to be converted into community care facilities. Hotels were activated as isolation facilities. Unused public buildings such as HDB flats that were vacated for redevelopment and the Singapore Sports Hub were also deployed as alternative housing now as Landscape singapore moves towards its sustainability goals how do planners balance land use while meeting your current and future needs kelvin lim joins us now he's executive chairman and group managing director at lhn group and he'll be able to shed some light on all of these things hi kelvin thanks for joining us
1: hi Bharati.
0: now first of all kelvin maximizing real estate to the fullest how exactly do you do this through your space optimization initiatives?
1: Yeah, so we identify all under underutilized building and through the thoughtful space design and other value-added services we convert the space and suit the current usage so example of things that we do is we will take on old schools old industrial buildings even old shop houses and convert them and validate them to suit today's users so that's what we do under the space optimization segment
0: it sounds like repurposing just repurposing facilities right what exactly are the challenges of doing this usually give me some examples
1: The challenges involved, see, when you dabble with old buildings, you have to suit the original architectural elements and work around it. However, one good thing is older buildings tend to have, for example, wider corridors and you can repurpose them, relay out them into better usage. So your efficiency could be higher in that case. So these are the things that we have to overcome.
0: Mm. The thing is, a lot of focus has been on sustainability in the past few years. And I do know that you have some solutions, including something you call the Green Hub suited offices. Tell us more about this.
1: Sustainability-wise, first of all, I have to say that by recycling unused or underutilized properties, we are reducing wastage of space resources. Exactly, yeah. If you don't build a building from scratch, you are actually saving uh, the carbon emissions. So that is already very green. We have been doing that for so many years. So other than that, nowadays for buildings that we manage or optimize, we will definitely put in solar panels. We will try to make use of recycled materials and install things like water saving, energy saving appliances and things like this. So it became very sustainable.
0: What exactly will it take, Kelvin, to make land and property in Singapore more affordable? Because we keep talking about Singapore as a land-scarce city, right? But if we have all these initiatives of repurposing, reusing, shouldn't things get easier? (laughs) Shouldn't things get cheaper at some point?
1: In my opinion, yes, it does, that's for sure. In fact, if you go around Singapore, there are still a lot of empty schools, empty industrial buildings, empty space that can be well utilised into. So there's a lot of ideas that you can make use of all this space.
0: So why is it that we're not seeing land and property prices go down?
1: I think probably that's a demand driven. You know, property prices has gone up tremendously high in the area of residential and some commercial space. For example, in the recent years our co living segment is doing very well just because the residential properties has been too expensive. And all of a sudden a lot of foreigners are moving to Singapore. So All these have driven up the cost.
0: This is something that I think would interest a lot of people, especially post-COVID. The Green Hub virtual office. Explain to us why there's a need for something like that at this time.
1: In fact, with the hybrid working model nowadays, even after the economy has been opening up, there has been a lot of decentralization. So you may see that although a majority of the population has went back to work, there is still percentage that is still working from home or from decentralized area. So space concepts like Green Hub, which is our uh, suited office, Koliwo, which is our co-living segment, is doing well. So is our uh, e-commerce storage-based WorkPlus store, which they are also contributing well to the current situation, especially Koliwo and WorkPlus store.
0: The thing is, one might say there are a lot of co-working spaces and then people have their own laptops. So they can set up a virtual office on their own. What sort of value add would LHN offer?
1: Yeah, that's why Hollywood, which provides co-living environment where you could live comfortably and have lots of common space for you to work. You can even work in your room, provide conducive environment for people working from home. And that's a way of life now. And it suits multi Sibling families, because you cannot be possibly having Zoom on the dining table if you have two or more siblings at home. So most of them choose to, to move out and have their own uh, facility and live and work.
0: Earlier you mentioned, Kelvin, that there are still a lot of unused spaces in Singapore and unused buildings. What are some of the challenges in terms of identifying them and then converting them? I mean, is there a tedious process involved, you know, getting permits, approvals, things like that? What are some of the other issues that any person needs to consider before they even go into a project like this?
1: So most of the empty buildings in Singapore belongs to the government and industrial buildings under the care of JTC schools and empty schools, probably under Singapore land authority. So it depends on what they plan for this space.
0: And how do you normally go about proposing things? Proposing a better use for whatever space?
1: When we lease government building, we usually got it through the government tender. So it depends. The government releases such a property for a specific purpose, we will go for it. Otherwise we will usually look at old shop houses or empty buildings that belongs to private owners.
0: Ah, so you have to sometimes circumvent All the paperwork and all the red tape, in a sense. One last thing, Kelvin. Considering the government has released yet another set of property cooling measures and we're seeing higher market interest rates, how do you see all of this impacting land use and planning in the future, in the next few years at least?
1: So currently, the latest cooling measure actually targets owners of private properties who downgrade themselves. So now they have to wait out for 15 months before they can buy a HDB. So this has brought new demand to the rental market where we could see more inquiries for smaller families or individuals who wanted to rent our uh, Collywood units. And with the uh, soaring interest rate, there could be uh, thinking where or we let's wait for a while, wait for the interest rate to cool down before we buy. So this has also contributed demand to the rental housing.
0: Right. Do you see this changing or what could change this?
1: Maybe in the next two or three years when interest rate starts to be more stable, that could change probably. But it also depends on the capital value of properties.
0: Thank you very much for that, Kelvin. Kelvin Lim, Executive Chairman and Group MD of LHN Group.